I am here to deliver news every Buckeye fan will love. Ohio State can make the college football playoff. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes. For the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, December 1st in the year 2023, and today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. During today's episode, we will discuss a school that is trying to pull Jim Knowles away from Ohio State, and we discuss Buckeyes' action in the portal. And if you're looking for daily news sent right to your phone, Ohio State news updates and analysis, text 614-587-7853. This weekend is champ week. We get Big Big 12 Conference Championship game and Big 10 and SEC and the MAC and the AAC. You're going to get championship games tonight and tomorrow at the conference level. I love this weekend. A lot of good football will be played. On Sunday afternoon, we'll get the announcement about who the four teams are are that will play in the college football playoff in about a month from now. Many of you are sitting here saying, well, Ohio State will not be a part of that four. They're not playing this weekend. They lost to Michigan last week. They don't deserve to be in the playoff. Even if they are one of the four best teams in the country, they do not deserve to be there. And there's a side of the fan base that believes that. However, when I looked at everything Tuesday evening and Wednesday and Thursday, and even now putting this show together, I said, wait, there is a path for Ohio State to make the playoff this year. There are six teams I'm looking at, three teams specifically that need to have this one result for Ohio State to make the playoff this year. Number one, Florida State has to lose. Number two, Oregon has to lose. And number three, this is the tricky one, Texas has to lose as well. Oregon. It's currently a nine-and-a-half-point favorite to beat Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. That's going to be tonight on ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern time. If Oregon loses, I do believe they're going to fall back behind Ohio State in the poll. Ohio State moves up. Florida State with the backup quarterback against Louisville in the ACC conference championship game. That game's going to be Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern time on ABC as well. If Florida State loses to Louisville. Currently, Florida State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Not a big, big favorite at all. Honestly, not nowhere close to what I thought it may be if things were how I thought they were going to be a few weeks ago with Jordan Travis being the quarterback. If Florida State loses, that helps Ohio State. I do believe also Ohio State moves up, and they would fall behind Ohio State. Now, Texas is a tricky one. Texas plays Oklahoma State Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, also on ABC. If Texas beats Oklahoma State, I could see the committee moving Texas above Ohio State and really messing up Ohio State's chances to get into the playoff. 
But if Texas loses, they're going to fall back. If the other two schools lose as well, Ohio State's right there in the group of four to make the playoff this year. And you may be saying, Jay, they don't deserve to be there. Let's throw out the window that they might be one of the four best teams in the country. They don't deserve to be there. Why? Because they lost to Michigan. I don't really buy into that narrative and statement by some to say, oh, you don't beat Michigan? You can't be in the 14 playoff. I don't buy into that. I never have bought into that. Only thing I really kind of bought into earlier was, oh, they're not going to make the playoff. There's no path for them to be there. And then when I put pen to paper and put my brain into action, we get what we have here. So, yes, your Buckeyes can make the playoff. How likely is it that this scenario actually happens? I think it's a real, there's a realistic shot. Florida State loses. It'd be really, 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 really hard for Washington to be Oregon twice in the same season. And I'm leaning toward Texas in that game in the Big 12 championship game. That's what that's my gut. Texas wins, Florida State. I think they win, but it's close, like the mar like the um betting odds currently are. And I am leaning Oregon. So even though the path is there, I just don't see that actually happening. The other games that are pl- being played this weekend, I got Georgia beating Alabama. Georgia's just good, man. Really good. And I hear people talk about Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, that those two coaches used to coach together, and now they're coaching on separate schools and all of that. Georgia beating Alabama in the national championship game. I understand all the narratives out there about that game. Georgia's different. That's just the best way I could describe it. Georgia is different. So Big 12, I'm probably going Texas. SEC, I'm, I'm going Georgia. I mean, I understand. <laughs> There's a Big 10 championship game that's going to be played on the field. Iowa's offense is so bad. No, 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 no. I don't see Iowa upsetting Michigan when Michigan is currently, I believe it's a 21 and a half point favorite. All these numbers are coming from our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. I just don't see that happening. There's a realistic chance for Louisville to beat Florida State. I mean, it's realistic. I'm not just making this up. <sighs> but there's a lot of things that have to go Ohio State's way for this to happen. And we're sitting here, I'm sitting here right now talking to you guys and realizing Ohio State, all they had to do was win. That was it. We say it every year. We say it all the time. Preseason, middle of the season, end of the season. What do we say? All you got to do is win. That's it. Now, it's hard to win to go undefeated. I think sometimes people lose sight of that very fact. That going undefeated in college football is hard. Very, very, very hard. If you're Alabama, if you're Ohio State, if you're Michigan, if you're Iowa, if you're Louisville, if you're Oklahoma State, if you're Texas, no matter who you are, going undefeated is hard. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that very thing in this sport. At the fact that there are four undefeated schools in the top four right now is is rare. I mean, this is one of the rare times in the sport, and I don't think ever in the history of the CFP they have had eight schools in the, that can realistically 
make the playoff during champ week. Yeah, nine is Missouri. They're not playing this weekend. They're not moving up that far enough. They ain't, but they ain't going to move up that many spots. And Penn State's not playing this weekend. Two losses. They lost to who? The current number two team in Michigan, the current number six team in Ohio State. All they're going to do is fall back. I don't see them hanging out at number 10 uh, at the end of the league. I mean, realistically, it could happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. All you got to do is win. But going undefeated is hard. So the fact that there are the top four teams are all undefeated. There are eight teams that can realistically make the playoff this year in champ week. It's insane to think about the path for Ohio State to get to the playoff. Florida State losing, Oregon losing, and Texas losing. Yes, two teams ranked right in front of Ohio State at four and five. The one team ranked behind Ohio State in number seven. That's it. Those three teams lose. Ohio State is in. How realistic is it that it's going to happen? It's not very realistic. You need chaos for Ohio State to be to make the playoff. And I say it all the time. Maybe not on the show. I might need to say it a whole a little bit more to make it more commonplace here. I am here for the chaos. There's a school in the ACC that is trying to pull Jim Knowles away from Ohio State. Who is it? We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you're looking to make some money this weekend during Champ Week, Oregon is a 9.5-point favorite over Washington. Michigan, a 21.5-point favorite over Iowa. Florida State, a 2.5-point favorite over Louisville. Those are a few games that you could put your money on. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Anytime there's a coach vacancy, there are going to be certain names that are out there. Mark Stoops is one of them. He was at AM. Nope, he's back at Kentucky. Uh, I've heard Bobby Petrino, his name's being thrown, thrown out there as, hey, I want to be at an SEC school. Those are things that are out there. But then there's a time and a place you may hear Ryan Day. Will Ryan Day go to the NFL? We hear about Jim Harbaugh all the time. Will Jim Harbaugh go back to the NFL? Same with Day. Would they go back to the NFL? Certain names will always be out there. And at this point in the season, I did not think Jim Knowles' name would be out there as a candidate to be a head coach somewhere in college football. I didn't think that was going to happen. However, Duke is looking for a new head coach. And who had they brought in? to discuss being the next head coach, 
There are three candidates. They're currently in the early stages. One of them is Ohio State's defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. Now, Jim Knowles and Duke have a history. <laughs> he spent more time at Duke than he has at Ohio State. From the year 2010 to 2017, Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator. He was also at times the inside linebacker coach. He was also at times the safety coach. And he spent a lot of time there at Duke and really improved and made a bigger name for himself at Duke and the way that he recruited, the way that he helped the defense get better, the way that he coached things up, the scheme that he brought there. I understand why Duke is currently looking at Jim Knowles. They also are talking to and talk to, not talking to, but have already talked to Manny Diaz, um, the Miami now Miami, the Penn State defensive coordinator, excuse me, and then also Tony Gibson, the NC State defensive coordinator as well. And one of the things that I think is very interesting and smart as well is to go after defensive minds because Jim Knowles is a smart coach. He could be a head coach and bring in a wise offensive coordinator who hires, with the help of Jim Knowles, quarterbacks coach and the receivers coach and puts that staff together on the offensive side of the ball why because you need to I mean Ryan Day is an offensive guy he's not only the head coach but he's calling plays he works with the quarterbacks I mean he's very entrenched with the offense at Ohio State and Jim Knowles I think if he were a head coach at Duke or wherever he would be the same way with the defense but also I think Jim knows that his 50 he's 58 years old He's been a coach for a long time, been coaching for decades. I think he would I, he would have a better handle, a good handle, on how to delegate or how to move things around on how to not get as drained emotionally and mentally as some younger coaches do. I do believe Jim Knowles would have a better handle on that. However, the portal and NIL and talent acquisition and roster management, those are all things that may hinder Jim Knowles from being the best head coach he can be. Now, he does have head coaching experience. Coached at Cornell from 2004 until 2009, went 26 and 34 during his time there. Uh, Tony Gibson has no head coaching experience in college. He did coach in high school, at the high school level, in football uh, for one year in 1995. And then Manny Diaz um, was a head coach at Miami from uh, 2019 until 2021, went 21 and 15 during his time down there in South Florida. Now, I'm not saying Knowles is the front runner or he's in third place or in the middle. I don't know where he currently stands, but I'm currently watching, and this report came from Nicole Arbach of The Athletic, and Bruce Feldman was also in on the reporting of this as well, and Chris Vanini. They all heard and are reporting on this very thing with Jim Knowles. It wouldn't shock me if Duke is not the only school that comes after Jim Knowles and tries to get his services, maybe as a defensive coordinator, but probably more as a head coach. He's currently making $1.9 million. I don't think he's going to go to a lateral move at another school, which might be a dip financially in his yearly salary. So I do think if Jim Knowles is probably going to stay at Ohio State or go somewhere else. Now think about this, though. I, I want to make a statement here that may be a little odd, but it makes sense. If Jim Knowles is going to lead to go to Duke or go somewhere else to be a head coach, I'd rather it happen now than a month from now or two and a half months from now. Why? Because you got time right now as coaches get fired and 
Um, things happen with players going to the portal. You have time right now to figure things out, to get a guy in quickly. I mean, think about it. Jim Knowles came in in January. I think it was, was it after the Michigan game? Like less than a week after? Matt Barnes, I think it was a couple years ago. Matt Barnes was hired as the Memphis defensive coordinator after that weird year where Kerry Combs was a DC, but then he secretly got demoted, but it was never really made public. I mean, it was really, really odd the year of Buckeye football. So yeah, I would I don't want to lose Knowles. He's done phenomenal things. And I know I keep saying statements because I don't think enough people give the credit to the players or as much credit to the players as they should. Jim Knowles is a big reason why the defense has been as good as it was this year. And even last year, it wasn't drastically improved from 2021. I mean, think about it. If you look at the numbers from 2021 until last year and the explosive plays and um, plays that should have been only five yards that went for 35, this year was insane. I believe the Buckeyes only gave up one play of over 40 yards. That was a fumble ruski against Rutgers. And also Rutgers had a weird dynamic of quarterback and uh, Gavin Wimsett and Kyle Manungai who – might I add also, I think Kyle Manungai should have been first team all Big Ten. Um, I understand Travion Henderson is a talented back when he is healthy, but we've only seen him healthy this year for three, four, like fully healthy three or four games. I just don't think that he deserved to be first team all Big Ten this year. I believe Kyle Manungai and Blake Corum deserve that and earn that right over Travion Henderson. But, 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 but. Keep in mind, when it comes to Jim Knowles, you just lost five-star defensive tackle, your highest-rated defensive commit in this year's recruiting class, Justin Scott. He flipped to Miami. And in the graphic that was shown, I don't know, I it had money on one side and a cash, a lot of money, and there were some other things there. I mean, if you're wondering why did he go to Miami over Ohio State, I don't know this for sure, but it wouldn't shock me if he got paid. I mean, realistically, there, there was a, I think believe he's still there, Nigel Pack, a uh, a kid I watched a lot of play at high school basketball from my uh, the high school I went to. He was at Kansas State for a couple of years and then transferred to Miami, and it was public knowledge. He got a $800,000 deal for two years to go to Miami, an NIL deal, and that was part of the package for him to, when he transferred to Miami. That's basketball. Think about how much money they're funneling to football down there at in Coral Gables, just think about it. So, no, I don't want to lose Jim Knowles. I don't at all. He's been a phenomenal coach here. He's been great. He's really helped a lot of players grow in ways that maybe you didn't think they would grow. But it wouldn't shock me. Knowles going back to Duke, this time to be the head coach, very similar similar to Brent Venables when he was at Oklahoma years ago and then went to Clemson, and then he went back to Oklahoma, this time as the head coach. It would make sense. We've seen it before. Wouldn't shock me if it happened again. But once again, I don't want to lose Jim Knowles. He's been great as a defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Coming up next, it's time to look at the transfer portal and what action we may see from Ohio State when the portal opens on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more, and the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? 
that's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle that could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you're an Ohio State fan that is looking for daily updates, news, and analysis on your Ohio State football team sent right to your phone, send a text to 614-587-7853. The transfer portal officially, and I say it that way on purpose, officially opens up on Monday. There's been news about players who are going to enter the transfer portal. Cam Ward has been rumored, but I don't know if he's officially announced that he's in the portal. Plus, he can't officially be in the portal until the portal opens up on Monday. Riley Leonard has announced he is going to go to the transfer portal. Uh, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback at UCLA, just announced he is going to the transfer portal. And there's going to be a lot of guys over the next few weeks. Ohio State is currently going after. They offered a former Middle Tennessee State defensive tackle who is going to be in the transfer portal. And I say going to be because he can't be in the portal yet until the portal opens on Monday. And so when the portal opens on Monday, I am going to be watching and trying to looking at what positions is Ohio State going to go after? Which ones do they need to seek players? from this position group for, or what position, what positions at Ohio State are maybe okay, or maybe just fine. And I did a little exercise on my notebook here. I did a X for no, don't need to go there. I did a question mark section for, it's not really a need, but you can. I did a check mark. You got to get guys at this position. If, if you can do it, you need to. That's where I am there. So the positions that I am saying, hey, you don't really have to go there and go and get guys there in the portal, the X position. Like, X is not X marked in a spot. It's X like we don't need this here. It's not needed. Wide receiver, cornerback, and safety. Now, I understand there's a realistic opportunity that Marv, Marvin Harrison Jr. could be gone and Abuka could be gone, and Julian Fleming, not sure. I I don't know where he's going to go. I'm not saying NFL, but realistically, he could transfer to go somewhere else and have a different role at a different school. I don't know what he is going to do. But I'm currently I'm comfortable with the freshmen that are currently at Ohio State. I'm comfortable with some of the backups. you got to think about Kojo Antwi is there, and Jaden Ballard is there, and they have a lot of talented Rodgers series at Ohio State. Then you have Bryson Rogers, Noah Rogers, Brandon Ennis, Carnot Tate. And then you would bring in um, Jeremiah Smith and Mylon Graham and the guys that are coming in with the recruiting class in the class of 2024. I think receivers are just fine. Cornerback and safety. Denzel Burke could be gone. Igbenosin is staying. 
I know some people are saying Hancock could be gone. I think Hancock is staying as well to raise his draft stock to give himself two fully healthy seasons to show everybody at the NFL level what he can do in back-to-back years. I think you're fine. Then you add in Calvin Simpson Hunt and Jermaine Matthews Jr. and the other guys that are there in that room. I think Jair Brown, man, I forgot about Jair Brown, perfectly fine at corner. Now the guys where I say you got to go out there and get somebody else, like you need to bolster up this room. Tight end, yes. Cade Stover's gone. I'm not, I have not been impressed with G. Scott Jr. there at tight end. Joe Royer did not play that much. Bennett Christian was suspended for the entire year. You got Patrick Gerd playing in mop-up duty. You need somebody else there at tight end. If you, if you can go out there and get a starting tight end in the portal, you bring him in. It may not be the norm for Ryan Day. It may be a shifting of the mindset and philosophy, but you go bring him in. Quarterback. I know I would defend Kyle McCord. Say Kyle McCord's a good quarterback, not a perfect quarterback, not an elite quarterback. He is a work in progress. We saw some of that progress being worked to perfection and also not so well during the game against Michigan. If you can go out there and get a quarterback that you know is proven, can get the job done at quarterback and be a dual threat and still get things done in the pocket as a pocket passer, go out there and get him. So tight end, quarterback, off much of line as well. I'm not so much on the yes for D-line. D-line and running back are two of the positions where I'm like, yes, maybe, but it's not a need. Realistically, on the defensive line, you could lose your entire starting lineup. And if that happens, I move into the absolutely yes, go out there and get somebody in the portal for the D-line. Yes, Sawyer, Tui Malowal, um, uh, Tyleek Williams, and Michael, they could all be gone. I don't think all four are going to leave. I mean, there's a realistic opportunity that all four end up staying next year, and then they would go to the no category. Running backs is interesting because no running back at Ohio State has to leave. Chip Trainum can be there next year. Mike Williams could be there next year. Trevian Henderson, Evan Pryor, Dallin Hayden, and the walk-ons as well. Uh, Will Trail Hartson, the freshman from Ohio. They don't have to leave. Now, here's the thing about this group. I don't know who the starter is going to be next year. If you have a competition like that at the running back position, like we did for quarterback, there's a realistic shot. Dallin Hayden starts next year. And if they get a whiff of Dallin Hayden starting in the spring before the second portal window opens, they could enter that window at that point in time. So the running back room was very interesting because the production you thought you would get from an Ohio State running back didn't really happen this year. Mayan Williams, who I was like, hey, that's my guy. He's out for the year with an injury. Travion Henderson gets hurt once again, but he comes back. But we all see once again that he is not the most physical style of running back. He is very more a finesse guy. But I don't know, man. Running backs is one. That's a question mark. And I know there will be talented offensive linemen, defensive linemen, quarterbacks, tight ends at every position. You can find somebody talented in the portal. But you got to be very, very picky and particular about who you bring in. One thing about defensive linemen, you got Hero Canoe, you got Jaden McKenzie, and you got Tywon Malone, who I thought was going to be a, a rotation piece this year, the Ole Miss transfer from a year ago, who did not play that much this year. I was thinking he was going to play. Didn't happen. So you got some guys that are youthful. Oh, I did not do one position. <laughs> Linebackers, excuse me. 
you got to go get more LBs, man. Like You have to. You have to. You have to. There's no exception. You got to go out there and get them because everybody wants C.J. Hicks. Some of y'all don't want Cody Simon. Don't forget there's Reed Carrico that's there. You got Peyton Pierce coming in, um, the talented freshman from Texas. I don't think he's going to play, but you got to get some more linebackers. Get back to playing Buckeye linebacker football because it's been a long time since we've had that level of linebacker play in Columbus. Out of here on a Friday. I hope you guys are going to be like me watching all the football this weekend. Tonight, you have the Conference USA Championship on CBS Sports Network as well as the Pac-12 Championship game that will be on ABC tomorrow. We get Big 12, MAC, Mountain West, SEC, uh, American Athletic, the Sun Belt, the Big Ten, and ACC. So much good football is going to be played. The games I think Buckeye fans should focus on, Oregon and Washington tonight, tomorrow Texas and Oklahoma State, tomorrow Louisville and Florida State. And I say, if you want to watch the best game of best game of the day, Georgia, Alabama, smack dab in the middle of the day, SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, 4 p.m. on CBS. You don't want to miss that game as good Unfor- with the unfortunate outcome of last week's game between Ohio State and Michigan. That game, whoo, 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 that game can be just as good as that one as far as the football being played on the field. As always, you can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter. Shout out to everyone who has been connecting with me um, in different ways, social here on the YouTube, whatever it is. Keep the community growing here at Locked on Buckeyes. Follow me there at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Friday. Oh, once again, if you're looking for a Buckeyes news updates and analysis, sit right to your phone. Send a text to 614-587-7853. We're out of here on a Friday. Buckeye fans, I hope you enjoy Champ Week and look to see who the Buckeyes will play in a bowl game on Sunday afternoon and maybe find, find themselves in the college football playoff.